Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. In our Exodus series, um, last week we were, Dave showed us how after the children of Israel had been brought uh, through the Red Sea, that once they got on the other side, there was this celebration of song. And this week we're going to show you exactly what happened after this great time of celebration. So if you would, please stand for the reading of God's word. Our reading will begin in Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 15 and verse number 22. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Morah, they could not drink the water of Morah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Morah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a law. And he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made from them a statue and a rule. And there they tested him. And there he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do, do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve springs of water, and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gathered daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, at the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, when the Lord 
gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumbled against him. What are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord had appeared in a cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and is given to us in love. Amen. You may be seated. Even though the children of Israel had just witnessed the miraculous hand of God in the ten plagues and the escape of 400 years of slavery, they soon forgot his many acts of kindness toward them. Immediately following the Red Sea, they lost hope when there was no source of water. The children of Israel have forgotten the miracles that God had done for them. They forgot about the praise and worship service. They forgot about the tambourines. They forgot all about the dancing. Uh, they, 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 they had forgotten about the mercies of God. At the first sight of discomfort, they grumbled and they wanted to turn back. They, they said, would, would we die here? We, why, why we brought out here to die? We could have just stayed where we were. They, they began to grumble. Not only had they forgotten about the miracles, um, but they also forgot about the brick making. They forgot about the whips. They forgot about the bondage. They, they undoubtedly had forgot about God who had delivered them from all of that. And, and now they, they are saying that we should have just stayed where we was. God, God had not failed them. They had no reason to doubt God's ability to deliver them for them. They had no no reason to doubt that God couldn't give them water, that God could not provide food for them. Now, brothers and sisters, unless we sit here or in this room and we become too judgmental, I need to remind us we are just like those people. We soon forget the goodness of God. We, 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 we forget how good he's been to us. And, and I'm, I'm often wondering, and in my own life, I, I, I am the children of Israel. I'm often wondering, what causes us to forget? What causes us to forget from where God has brought us from? What causes us to forget his goodness? And, and I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking it's simply a picture of ingratitude. It's a picture of ingratitude and, and not truly being thankful for what God has done for you. Amen? Amen. Get, get quiet now, but... but if I, if I say something that you agree with, at least nod with me. <laughs> that we are, we are sometimes ungrateful for God's goodness. How, how, how many times does God wake us up and, and we don't say thank you? How many times do we get in our car and we make it to our destination and we don't say, God, I thank you? We simply get out and we go. It, it, it is a picture of in 
gratitude. But what we're going to see here today is not only a picture of ingratitude, but we're going to see the mercies of God, and we're going to see God uh, establishing and giving us the purpose of the Sabbath. Ingratitude. First thing I want us to see is ingratitude, that they have been delivered from Egypt, not because they were simply crying, but, but in Exodus chapter 3, God says these words to Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry, and I know their suffering. So God was aware of what was happening to them. He, he said, I, I have seen, I have heard, and I know. Then he says this, I have come down to deliver them out of this place and, and take them to a land that flows with milk and honey. He was saying, I'm, I see your situation, and it's my purpose, it's my plan to take you out of this place to an ample place, to a place which flows with milk and honey, to a good land, a land that you, listen, you don't have to fight for, it's your land. I said I'm going to give it to you. So, so, so in gratitude was they had God's word, they had seen him at work, and, and, and then they had the audacity to complain. After he had already promised what he was going to do, after he had already started to do what he said he was going to do, they began to grumble. How ungrateful is it for us to complain to the Father and say, you never should have helped me when we was in a situation that needed help? We were crying to him for help, but when he helps us, we say, you should have left me alone. How ungrateful. Then you see, that it's like when you have been liberated, you then tell the one who liberated you, I didn't need any help. You, you were in slavery. You were in bondage. You tell the one who liberated you, the one who set you free, I ain't need your help. You should have left me where I was. How soon we forget the mercies of God. How soon we forget our Red Sea experiences. How soon we forget our wilderness journey. One commentator says this, that the, the mercies of the night are forgotten in the morning. That, that while we're going through, we call on him. While we're going through, we need him. But the moment we arrive, the moment we are delivered, we forget about the one who provided the mercy for us. To me, it seems like that, that God had already shown that he was able to do what he said he was going to do. Can you imagine this? You get on the other side of the Red Sea and you look back and you see the, the, the floating men who are after you. That, 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 you get on the other side and you see, you look back. And you say, when we came through, there was dry land there. But now the waters have come back. Don't, don't you think that you should have said that? You know what? God is able to do this. Well, listen, we, we, we as people of God ought to be afraid to mumble and grumble to God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We, we ought to be. But, but, but because of our ungratefulness, we wind up complaining and grumbling and mumbling against God. Look at this. Verse 3 says this in chapter 16. And the people said, and the people of Israel said to them, would that we have died 
by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pot and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us. The people really, really had no reason to doubt God, but they did. Every situation, and y'all, I'm guilty of this too. I'm guilty of this. Every, every situation that arises in our life is always bigger than the last thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every situation that arises, you, you, for a brief moment, you forget about his goodness. And this becomes the biggest issue of your life right here. And when you get a chance to look back, you realize it wasn't that big because God had already delivered you from greater. Listen, if he can make the water part, listen, listen, you ought not be worried about anything else. If he can come into a place where you've been in bondage and free you, and then when you leave, you leave with a high hand, you leave with goodness. Are y'all following me? It seems like there ain't anything too hard for God. Can can I get one witness in this place that know that ain't nothing too hard for God? So nothing's too hard for him. They had no reason to doubt him. They had no reason to to not trust him. And and it it makes me think about something that Dave said a couple sermons ago. He said this, that he spoke about the gift of memory. He said that the Christian faith it's not just about remembering the God of the past. It's about experiencing God in our own presence. It's not just remembering and seeing God as God who did that for them. But it's knowing that God can move mountains in our life right now. That God is a way maker right now. That God is a promise keeper. Is anybody excited about that? That the same God who parted the sea is your God today? And, and, and if nothing was too hard for God then, that there's nothing too hard for God now? Oh, listen, they, they, listen, I told you, not or something. Are y'all hearing me? Listen, when, when you celebrate, you celebrate because you know who he is. When you know who he is, you, you say, yes, he will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So, so God has, God has given us the gift of memory, not, not just to, to focus on the past, but not knowing what he did for others, but, but helping us to be thankful for what he's already done for us. When you begin to thank him for what he's done for you right now, it, it begins to help you uh, experience him in a greater level. It begins to help you understand him a little bit better. So, so when you come to the days where you ain't got no food in the fridge, You know how to trust him and believe that he said that you will never hunger or thirst. Are y'all following me? Then you can trust him. So not only do we see in gratitude, we also see the mercies of God. So look at this, right in verse number four, right this, y'all, right in the midst of their complaining and their grumbling that we should have stayed where we was at, that, that, that you brought us out here to die. Look what God says. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven right in the midst of their ingratitudes. God has says that I'm going to bless them anyhow. Amen, y'all. That's good stuff. That is good stuff because if if we didn't get blessings because of what we did, what we said, y'all, none of us will be blessed. Amen. 
Yeah, yeah, now I see more heads now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ought to be thankful for who he is and know that he doesn't, he, I, I'm glad he don't respond based on me. Mm. Because of the mercies of God, the children of Israel were fed. The feeding was not just about meeting their physical needs, but it was about meeting their, meeting their spiritual needs as well. God had a plan. He had already said, I'm about to test them. I'm about to see if they will trust me at, at, at my word. God, God always has a plan. So no matter what's going on in our life, I know the situations may not always be pleasant. I know that there's some situations that in the natural, because we're humans, that, that we begin to worry about it, y'all. But when we know who our God is, y'all, we ought to be able to trust in him. We ought to be able to trust in him and know that he can do what he said he would do. So God always has a plan. Even when we can't see it, God has a plan. God is working on it because he said, watch me. I, he, already knew that, he already knew what they were going to eat. They didn't know. But he said he was about to rain down bread from heaven. Y'all, the problem with us, we can't experience God's mercies. We can't really show our gratitude. It's because we're people that we murmur. We want our way. And when we want it, we want it right then. We don't, we don't want to go through anything, y'all. We want our way and we want it right now. Some of us want money. Some of us want power. Some of us want position. All we want is we want it. And when we want it, we want it right now. Y'all, the greatest blessing in, for us as Christians is knowing that God is in control. Knowing that he's in control, nothing is beyond his control. No matter what happens in this life, nothing is beyond his control. Nothing catches him by surprise. Amen. Amen. When we belong to him, y'all, even if we're in a place where we don't know which way to turn, we don't know how to go, God already has a plan. We have to trust him. So there was ingratitude. There was the mercies of God. Listen to this. There, the whole wilderness experience was about getting Israel to trust God. That's what it was about. Him, him, him bringing them out of Egypt. He, his scripture, we, we've, in the past... Uh, chapters, we heard that he didn't even take them the easy way. He took them the long way. His whole plan was about getting them to trust him. Y'all, we're in a situation, 2020 is a year that has taught me to trust God. Are y'all following me? 2020 is nothing like I planned it to be. If I talk to you one-on-one, you'll be like, yeah, no, I didn't plan that. I, I didn't plan for this to happen. But 20, God, 2020 has taught me to trust him when I don't understand what's going on. Y'all, I've had three medical scares this year. In the year 2020, I've had three medical concerns that has taught me to trust him. It wasn't until maybe Thursday when I'm sitting down. We were sitting down at Thanksgiving at our house. Thanksgiving was not what we planned. The only people at our house was me and Sonia. And so I typically say... Before we get to eat, I always say, you got to tell something you're thankful for. So I looked over at Sonia to do what we normally do. I said, honey, before you eat, what are you thankful for? And she says to me, I'm thankful for my husband. For a moment, y'all, you know, you know me. I'm like, yeah, you ought to be. <laughs> you know, 
you know, I'm a good catch, you know. Yeah. But then I took a moment and I thought she was really saying, God, I thank you for keeping him. Are y'all following me? She, she was really saying, God, I thank you for keeping him. And, and when I realized what she was saying, I, I had to humble myself and say, you know what, God, I thank you too. <laughs> Hello? I, listen, listen. People have died this year. But God has allowed us to be here. So we have to learn to be thankful. See, he wasn't just trying to provide for their physical needs. He was trying, he was providing, not trying to, he was providing for their eternal needs as well. We're going to find in a little bit when, when Jesus comes and says, I am the bread of life. So not only was there ingratitude, there was we see the mercies of God because he blessed them right in the midst of their complaining. They were being ungrateful, and he blessed them. So that's his mercy. Then he was establishing the Sabbath. He was establishing the Sabbath. He was establishing it, and he was showing his purpose for it. The purpose of the Sabbath is for us. It's about us trusting God and relying on his word. It's about us resting in his word. It's all about us uh, taking a break from the worldly cares of this world. It's all about us focusing on him. The Sabbath is about us tasting and see that the Lord is good. That's what it's about. It's about us trusting him. Because if you look in, in chapter 16, he tells them that I want you to gather food every day for six days. But on the sixth day, I want you to double what you normally get. So you won't have to come out here on the Sabbath day. If we notice, if we read, we didn't read all the scriptures. He told them, get enough for a day. But they decided that they would get more. And when they got more, one turned it over. It's in there. It's in there. It came and he took it over. But when God tells you something, because he says on the sixth day, you can get double and it won't go bad. When you do what he says on the sixth day, they got enough. On the seventh day, there was still some folk that got up and went to look for something on the seventh day. And guess what? They found none. But those that got, got enough on the sixth day, they had some on the seventh day, and it didn't go bad. So listen to this. The Sabbath is really about us getting away from the worldly cares, not worrying about what we're going to eat, not worrying about where we, uh, listen, not worrying about anything, but it's simply to allow us to get close to God, allow us to commune with God, allow us to walk with him and talk with him. To Watch this, as we draw close to him, we begin to appreciate his, his goodness to us, and we begin to see his mercies, and we begin to be thankful for it. Dave told us last week we can't thank him enough for his goodness. He's been good to us. The way we used to say it is that if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank him enough. Are, are you listening to me? So, y'all, we can never thank God for his goodness. But I, I declare to you, uh, we can't thank him enough, but I declare unto you, when you draw close to him, you begin to see him. You, when, you, when, you, uh, when you begin to trust him, because that's what the Sabbath was about, getting to a place where you just relax in him. When you relax in him, 
you begin to experience him like you had never experienced him before. Sabbath is about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. The children of Israel received manna. They received bread from heaven. Brothers and sisters, the true bread from heaven is Jesus Christ. The true bread from heaven, the true... See, they wanted bread to temporarily sustain them, to temporarily take care of their physical needs. Brothers and sisters, the bread of heaven, the true sustainer of life is the bread of heaven, which is Jesus Christ, who came down to die for our sins. Brothers and sisters, let us never be so caught up in wanting from God that we forget who God is. Never, never be so caught up in we wanting what we can get from him that we forget who he is. He is our way maker. He is our bridge over troubled waters. He is our shelter in the time of the storm. Listen to this, y'all. He is the sustainer of our life. He is the one who died for us. And because Jesus Christ came and died for us, because he rose again with all power in his hand, y'all, he's made a way for us. His dying, his resurrection connected us with God. So, brothers and sisters, we don't have to worry when we know who our God is. Y'all, he is our sustainer. He is our keeper. Brothers and sisters, let us never forget who he is. No matter what we're going through, let us never forget who has the world in his hand. Let us never forget that nothing surprises him. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, he is worthy to be praised. He is our sustainer. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for nothing surprises you. God, we pray that we are a people who are grateful. We are a people who appreciate your mercies and that we are a people who completely trust in you. So, Father, in every area of our life where we have doubt, we simply ask that you remind us of your goodness, that we are that we will learn to trust wholly in you, that even in the face of trials and tribulations, we'll realize that nothing is bigger than you. So, God, we thank you in advance for fixing our hearts and our minds, for taking care of our temporary needs and our eternal needs. God, we thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.